Hello, my name is Sarah Bennett and I am the General Manager at Fighting Words, the Creative Writing Centre for Children and Young People. Fighting Words offers workshops and other programs in creative writing at locations all over the island of Ireland. All our programs are free of charge and delivered by our incredible team of volunteer writing mentors. Welcome to the very first episode of the Fighting Words podcast, which features our Story Seeds project. The Story Seeds project supports young people to write their own story with the aim of enabling them to begin to understand their own life story, their personal, circumstantial and emotional story and their place. Beginning in March 2021 and finishing in April 2022, teams of Fighting Words mentors and illustrators worked with primary schools in five different areas to create new stories to celebrate the areas where we all live, work and play. So the idea was that the first school would write the first chapter of the story during the first week. The next school would write the second chapter the following week and so on until we had a finished story of four chapters. There was no limit and no rules regarding the characters or the plot. The only thing we asked each class was that they would set the story in and around their school or in their area. The students were always excited to tell our mentors and illustrators about the parks, the shops, and the local landmarks in their area, as well as the unique features of their school and their school buildings, and where to get an ice cream. The result is five collections of stories from Dublin North City, Dublin South City, Dublin West, Drogheda, and Wicklow. One story was started by students in the United States and completed by three groups of students at workshops run by the Dyslexia Association of Ireland. What you will hear now is a selection of the chapters of stories by primary school children from O'Connell's CBS Primary School in North Dublin, Inchicore National School in South Dublin, Stanhope Street Primary School in Dublin 7, and from the Ballybuck Youth Service. All of the stories, beautifully illustrated to highlight the localities, are available to download for free on the Fighting Words website. Enjoy. My name is Bobby and I go to O'Connell's Primary School. My name is Eric and I go to O'Connell's Primary School. My name is Calm and I go to O'Connell's Primary School. You were the, one of the very first schools that was part of the, the Story Seeds project. When your teacher told you what we were going to be doing, what did you what did you expect it was going to be? Not writing. Sorry? Mm. I didn't think we were going to do writing. Oh, you didn't think you were going to do writing? Okay. What about you? Uh, I can't really remember exactly what I was thinking, but I'm not really sure what I was thinking okay. about them. Um, it was like, I, I don't know, like, confusing. Like, we were going to read this book again. Okay. Say, saying again over a year. I know. It was, it was all the way last year that you wrote your, your yeah. chapter. Okay. So when you think about the story... What was your favorite character or plot twist or setting in the story? What was the most fun thing about it? The football match. <laughs> and who was in the football match? Jack and the octopus. Yeah, exactly. And where did they play the football match? Diamond Park. The Garden Street. Exactly. Okay. What, what about you? Probably about m- more the school because I just... Like that it was included in this story. And I just liked it extremely. Yeah. I like the party that went late into the night. 
The party that went late into the night. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yes. Excellent. And I think they listed everything they had to eat and drink, too. Yeah. Yeah. And none of it was super healthy, but really fun yeah. stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. What do you think people will learn about your area and if they when they read your chapter or when they listen to you reading? Like... Will they learn about your school? Will they learn about the cool things that are in your neighborhood? School. About your school. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Uh, that basically the school and the areas around it. Sort of. Yeah. They they learn about the school and everything that that's inside it and stuff. They'll they'll learn about Crow Park mm-hmm. if they haven't been there before. Because you met, and your school is it's, it's right behind you, isn't it? You yeah, see it every day. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. So that is fantastic. Any tips for um, anybody who maybe hasn't done any writing before? Like, did you have fun creating the, continuing the story and creating the characters? Yeah, it was good. Yeah? Had you ever done any writing before? Uh, this? Yeah. Yeah? And have uh, you done writing since you wrote the chapter? Uh, like writing a book like this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing some creative writing. Uh, no, not that really. Really, really no. Okay, okay. But you enjoyed doing that? Yeah. Fantastic. That's most important. Okay. So, are you ready to do some reading? Yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. This story is called Super Jack and the Villains. And this is our our class chapter, chapter two. And it's called Super Jack and the Neverlasting Octopus. So Super Jack had used his electricity to shock, to shock the shark, and the shark swam away. Super Jack chased him, and ended up by the Royal Canal at O'Connell Primary School. Super Jack finally defeated it. Super Jack went into the gates of the school. He noticed the colors red, pink, blue, and green, and white around the school. He sensed that when he defeated supervillains, they didn't fully disappear. An evil octopus was on the way to attack the school. And Super Jack had to save all the students. The octopus had already revealed his plan. I want to take away all the colors of the school in school so everyone will work for me. It will all be plain grey. The octopus stole all the to- toys and ropes from the yard in the school. Super Jack chased the octopus to the back of the school, to the backyard. There were basketball hoops, toys, softballs and skipping ropes. Super Jack saw a picture of the city on the wall as well. The octopus climbed into n- nearby Croke Park where there was a football match going on. He jumped down onto the pitch and challenged Super Jack to a football match. I'm hungry. Can I go get some f- food first? asked Super Jack. He went to the DNS shop in Ballybuck Road to get a roll with chicken, mayonnaise and cheese. The octopus decided to join him. They got their rolls and went back to the rope yard in the school. Super Jack and the octopus started the football match but it turned into a battle. The octopus climbed onto the roof of the school. Super Jack followed him and they fought one last time. Super Jack managed to defeat the octopus with his spiderweb powers. He shot a web to the octopus's face and swung it around. He threw the octopus out of the school gates. The students were so happy with Super Jack that they decided to throw him a superhero party. We're going to dress up as you party late into the night, said one of the students. The party moved to Sean McDermott Street during the night. Meanwhile, the octopus had organised someone, a private investor, to go investigate the party. The investigator sent pictures back to the octopus who saw Super Jack playing football with some of the students. The octopus showed up at the party and shouted at Super Jack, I want the football match against you. Oh, I forgot about your arrangement, replied Super Jack. 
if I win, you go away, and if I win, we can have another battle. Superjack was feeling confident. They made their way to the football pitch in Diamond Park and Gardner Street. Some of the students brought football gear to set up. There were a few shops around the park for the students to grab some snacks and sweets to watch the match. There were chocolate cookies, bars of chocolate, and cans of 7-Up for them to enjoy. In the middle of the match, the octopus called in the ship to, to track Superjack. The ship did what it was asked. Superjack got trapped in the ship. I'm Elise and I go to Inchicore National School Dublin 8. I'm Maeve and I go to Inchicore National School Dublin 8. I'm Mishka and I go to Inchicore National School Dublin 8. I'm Sarah and I go to Inchicore National School Dublin 8. You're very welcome here to Fighting Words Thank um, you. for our Story Seeds um, recording. So, have any of you written in the past? Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. Tell us, tell me about the kind of writing that you've done in the past. Um, more about mystery or murder or something like that. Okay. What about yourself? Um, we've done some in school, but not much. Okay. Yeah. What kind of writing have you done in school? Um, narrative writing. And what kind of writing have you done? In um, well, in school we've done like explanation writing. Okay. And persuasive so writing. Okay. So what would be an example of that? So like how volcanoes work. Or... Okay. Okay. And what about yourself? I'm creative writing. And a creative writing. Okay. So uh, what kind of stories have you written in creative writing? Um, Mostly mystery or crime, things like that. Right, okay. (laughs) Is that the kind of stuff you like to read? Yeah. Yes. So this was a different experience, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And how was it different? Um, Because it was a really creative book. Yeah. And we wrote it... All together. All together. Yeah, we wrote it as a group. Yeah. Yeah. So... um, so was that anything that you've ever done before with your class, writing as a group? Um, no, no, no. No. Okay. Um, so what was your kind of favorite part of that process of writing as a group? Um, they could get different ideas from everyone. Yeah, I think it was making up the characters. Mm-hmm. And anyone else want to come in there? Um, um, I liked how everyone could like vote on what character they wanted. Oh, the or, voting. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the voting, the, the, the democracy of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it was cool how everybody could show how creative they were. And there's a lot of creativity in here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, um, what do you think in listening to um, in listening to the the story or reading it that they would learn about your school, your area? Yeah, a lot about the area and our school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the stuff uh, outside our school. Yeah. And about our like the places in our school and like the secret gardens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a secret garden in yeah. your school. Yes. It's yes. pretty special. Yeah. Um, and have you done any writing since? Did this inspire you to do some writing? On um, well, we're yeah. doing like, yes. right now yeah. in school. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing narrative mm-hmm. writing on like mystery or adventure. Murder, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that is great. Um, and. Was there anything unexpected about taking part in Story Seeds? Um, not really. I don't know. Well, I didn't okay. think we'd, <laughs> I didn't think we'd write a book of the way yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, and was it exciting to get the book? Yeah, yes. Yes. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone knew it would be published. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think anyone knew it would be like published as a book. Right. Of course. And now you're all published authors. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, are you are you ready to share your chapter again? Yeah. 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 Okay. Terry's Disaster. Chapter 1. Terry's Travels to Dinosaur from Mars. 
Terry the six-legged dinosaur crashed down from Mars into Grattan Crescent in Inchicore. He landed on his feet, but still felt a bit dazed. A magical donkey called Blob found Terry. Blob felt a bit sorry for the dinosaur because he looked so confused. Hi, are you okay? Blob asked. No, I've just been kicked off my planet. I failed my king, Terry explained. How did you fail the king? Blob wanted to know. I'm a jester. My jokes weren't funny and I might have just eaten one or two of the dino nuggets. Or there might have been the chance that I ate them all. A crowd had gathered around Terry and Blob and people were taking pictures with their phones. Terry became really scared and ran away. Blob went after him. Terry and Blob ran into the secret garden in Inchcore National School to hide. When they opened the door in the garden, they discovered a secret tunnel. The secret tunnel led to the Tesco in Grand Crescent. A woman said to them, You can't be here. I'm going to call the manager if you don't leave. But there was a problem. Terry's magical powers kicked in and turned the woman to stone. Blob looked at Terry perplexed. How did you do that? How did you get those powers? Terry replied, well, when I was scared, I turned things into stone by accident. My name is Zoe and I go to Stanhope Street Primary School. My name is Celine and I go to Stanhope Street Primary School and I'm in second class. My name is Shaylee, I go to Stanhope Street Primary School. My name is Sheila, I go to Stanhope Street Primary School. And you wrote a chapter in a story, didn't you, as part of Story Seeds? So tell me, what was the most fun thing about writing the story? Was it creating the characters? Was it writing about your school or your neighborhood? What, what was the most fun thing? Public creating the characters. Creating the characters? And what were, what were the characters you created? Do you remember? Uh, copycat, Phantom, and Ash. Yes, Copycat, Phantom, and Ash. Yes. And what else uh, What else was fun about it? That you got to put in the Grange Gorman. You got to put in about Grange Gorman. Your school is near Grange Gorman, isn't it? Yeah, that was fun. And since you wrote this chapter... Um, have you done any more writing? Yeah. 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 What kind of things have you written? We've done persuasive writing. Yeah. Writing. And what kind of writing is that? Was that fun? Yeah. Do you remember what your stories were about? Um, me and Zoe done some about um, cherries. About cherries? Yeah. About <laughs> cherry trees or eating cherries? Do you like cherries? Cherry trees. Cherry trees, okay. And what about cherry trees? So it was like that every time someone walked past them, cherry fell on their head. And they got so many, (laughs) and they got magic each time. Okay. Would you have any advice about, uh, to anyone who wants to write a story? Make it creative. Make it creative. That is excellent advice. Any other kind of advice? Yes. Make it exciting. Make it exciting. Yes, that's more great advice. And cherries falling on your head. (laughs) That is creative and fun and exciting. So speaking of all of those things, are you ready to read your chapter now? Yeah. Yeah. That is great. Chapter two, the drama with Phantom and Copycat. Phantom and Copycat jumped on the hoodie seven bus and went to the center and stony butter to get food. After they ordered chicken filled rolls, Copycat morphed back into a cat. Next, 
They went to the green scrambling playground to play on the sideline. Copycat moved into random people in the park. Phantom smacked Copycat in the face. He was tired of Copycat moving into other people. Why did you slap me in the face? I was minding my own business, Copycat exclaimed. Because you were annoying me and I wanted you to be quiet, Phantom shouted. But I'm sorry, Copycat said. Okay, but how dare you disrespect me? Copycat's little sister Ash had been hiding under the zipline the whole time. She crawled over sneakily because she didn't want Phantom and Copycat to see her. But they spotted her and she ran towards the road. Phantom and Copycat chased Ash, but she was too fast. She ran to Stanhope Street School. Since she was very sneaky, he circled behind Phantom and scratched him. Who are you touching? Phantom yelled at Ash. I'm going to get my dad after you. Ash got away again and went to get her dad. Meanwhile, the principal and one of the teachers, Miss Lines, went to check if it was raining. They saw a monster under the canopy in the yard. It was Phantom. They were surprised. This time, Copycat slapped Phantom in the face. Why did you do that? He screamed. Just then, Copycat's dad arrived, and he was the size of the school. The students were all, were all very frightened, and they hid under their tables in the classroom. Copycat's dad went after Phantom in the schoolyard. He used his diamond charm to try electrocute Phantom and chase him away. That was when Phantom's mom and Copycat's mom, who were friends, showed up in a taxi. They were accidentally electrocuted by the diamond charm. Hi, my name's Layla and I'm from Ballybock Youth Service. My name's Ruby, I'm from Ballybock Youth Service. My name is Ella May and I'm from Ballybock Youth Service. Bob and Lily went to Clara Lara with their youth club. Bob was 11 and liked kebabs, something that she got from her ma. Bow Wow Lily was Bob's best friend. She was 12. Her favourite colour was lilac. She wore lilac leggings and a lilac t-shirt. When they were at Clara Lara, they both fell off the slide. Bob's big feet got caught on the top of the step. When she fell, Lily was behind her and fell too. It was a big slide and a long fall, and they both let out a big scream when they fell. They were both lying on the ground. Bob was terrified and Lily started doing yoga. Lily got into a lotus pose and took a slow, deep breaths. Bob, do the same as me, you'll calm down. Bob said, no, my feet are too big. A person who worked in Clara Lara came over and asked, do you need an ambulance? Two other kids saw what happened and ran over and got a youth worker, Amy. Amy lowered a unibrow, raising her eyeballs and said, girls... How did this happen? Because of my big feet, Bob said, bawling her eyes up. When Bob returned home to Spring Garden Tree, she went straight to her room with loads of posters <laughs> up on pink walls. There, she had a little mixed duvet cover and pink sofa and a desk. With a pink laptop on the desk, there was a CD player and loads of Little Mix albums. Bob's favourite band was Little Mix and she had gone to their concert. It was fun. There were fireworks and flashing lights. Bob had gotten dressed up, put glitter in her hair and bought a little mixed headband. She got a kebab before the concert, but then she was so excited jumping up and down and she got sick. At home, Bob laid on her bed and cried into her pillow. Her ma came in into the room and saw her crying. 
What's wrong with you? said Bow Wow. Go away. I'm sick of my big feet, said Bob. It's okay. I've big feet too, said, Ar- said Arma. I want to quit dancing, Bob said. Right there. So I'm uh, I'm Sarah Bennett. I'm the general manager at Fighting Words and I've had the kind of overall coordination of the the Story Seeds project uh, that, that kicked off in, last year in March of 2021 and then expanded massively starting last September and it's run right through this school year and we'll, and we'll run further. But I'm joined here by two of the... Uh, two of our workshop facilitators um, who have really been the key to driving the, the whole project and, and working day to day with the participants. So I'll let you introduce yourselves because you're well capable. Um, maybe start with with Jim. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Uh, my name is Jim. Uh, I'm a project coordinator working on the Story Seeds project and also uh, a workshop facilitator um, working with lots of different schools and groups uh, as part of this project. Okay. And I'm Sean. I'm a, I'm a, a facilitator for this project. I'm like a fiction facilitator. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, going in with a kind of an emphasis on prose and um, letting that kind of take the reins. Yeah. Okay. And Jim, you focused a lot of your workshops on prose, but playwriting as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I've kind of split that into two strands with uh, secondary schools and some different youth groups. I've worked with pros mm-hmm. uh, and then with some groups uh, where I've had a bit longer to work with them over kind of a longer time span. Mm-hmm. Some more workshops we've uh, focused in on playwriting and come out with some really great uh, plays from that. Fantastic. So I suppose we told you in advance what Fighting Words was looking for with regard to the Story Seeds project, which the emphasis is on the connection between individuals and the communities they live in. But really, what did you expect from it? Yeah, so it's. I think it's always interesting to go in with that type of focus because um, sometimes with Finding Words workshops, they can be a little bit more open-ended and just be like, what whatever lurks in your imagination can come forth. So it was always interesting to go in and to kind of start with a conversation about community and where you're from and do a bit of a mind map and then see how that like filters down and influences the stories that they create. And sometimes it can be a direct influence. People could just write like, here's my day in Dublin and then or Bray or wherever we were doing the workshops. And then sometimes it could be like still about a banana on the moon but you can have like some specific like Dublin idioms or something so I think it was it was loose in a sense but also I was interested to see how it would affect the stories if it did at all Um, and yeah yeah I would say that I had a similar experience um, going in and really interested to see in what way people's communities would come to play a part in the story Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was I think um, something that surprised me then or or kind of understood that it would happen is just seeing how, yeah, the stories kind of just come out in whatever shape they're going to come out in um, and genre really plays uh, a part. And that was really exciting to see the kind of mingling together of these really uh, interesting genres with kind of Dublin locations or locations that you kind of pass every day mm-hmm. and seeing the two of those kind of living together was really exciting. Oh, definitely. Um, I know um, I found that reading uh well i facilitated some of the the primary school uh workshops and i'm always excited to see how the the participants how the students bring in where they're from into the story and what what they're excited to tell us about where they're from um some of the real local landmarks the the parks their own schools and 
Almost invariably, the local McDonald's. Um, I think that's featured in very many of the stories I've facilitated, maybe less so with the older participants, but um, I don't know, maybe to think something to think about for the future. So I know you're both experienced writers yourself, uh, yourselves. So uh, what was unexpected as you're as you were working with these groups, um, you know, as as writers and as facilitators, what has come up that you maybe didn't expect? Well, I think it's been a pretty big learning curve for me personally, because I was used to working pretty exclusively with primary schools or secondary schools. Mm -hmm. So I I had a mix of those in the workshops that I was facilitating, but there was also some more adult groups. So I worked uh, with HACE, I worked with LYCS and a couple of other uh, groups that I didn't really have experience in. So going into the room with kind of the script that you have in your head of, oh, this is how it's going to turn out. And very quickly having to rip that mental script and be like, right, we're going to have, it's more kind of conversationally based maybe. Um, And starting with, you don't have to have it overly structured, like starting with maybe a vague prompt or a word and having that like unlock experience. Because with the adult participants, especially, they have like a wealth of lived experiences that can like come in and shape how they see their stories and how they see the world more broadly. So I think like being less... Um, kind of anal about planning things and more kind of uh, willing to just create a space where those stories can come forth and exist um, was something that I've gradually learned and hopefully I'm better at now. So, Yeah, I would say actually that echoes my experience. Uh, really with this project more than anything else I've done, I found that you come in and on the first workshop you have your, your kind of structure and you have your model and then what you do is actually you just get to know that group and you understand what is going to work well for them, uh, what ways they're kind of uh, responding to uh, and then you kind of go from there and so each project kind of starts off from this discussion about community, discussion about place, discussion about story, about plays and then it takes off in totally unexpected directions. And so. every group is so individual, like it's completely individualised. I thought that there would be some overlap, especially let's say I was doing three or four workshops set in Dublin. I'm like, right, it's Dublin, it's the same setting where might get similar stories but each one has just taken on a completely different direction and life of its own. Well that leads me to my next thought then do you have any particular settings or characters or plot twists um, that were particularly memorable? Jim? Uh, Definitely yeah Mm -hmm. there was um, stories where Dolphin's Barn Library came to play an integral role in giving the characters uh, the kind of equipment or know-how to take over the world. Um, there was kinds of uh, abductions along Sandy Main Strand. There was a talking head in uh, Indrahada of mm-hmm. St. Oliver Plunkett, um, which speaks to vampires. Um, so it was really lovely seeing all of these different things come in from all of the groups, the ones that I'd worked with mm-hmm. and also the ones that other facilitators had worked with. Uh, that that was... was fiction? <laughs> I thought that that head... In oh, I've been okay. having conversations with that head for yeah. weeks. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> Fantastic. What about yourself, Sean? Um, yeah, I think especially with the groups that I've had over like a, a series of weeks. So maybe not one-off workshops, although those have been equally like fun and surprising. But uh, sometimes if you had a group for six or, you know, even 12 weeks, there is different things that you can throw and see what sticks. And one of them that I did with a with an older group um, was uh, Dear Dublin Letters. So they would write letters addressed to Dublin. Um, and that was always interesting to see because they took different stances. Like some of them were like scorned lovers or like dear friends or whatever. But the point is to personify the place. Mm-hmm. And I, what also what stood out, what struck me uh, from what Jim said was uh, introducing like genre elements. So we'd have a conversation about story generally at the beginning, and invariably there'd be like 
something haunted or like the haunted a haunted house would turn into the haunted spire or like something like that you know what i mean so to take those kind of supernatural um uh, moments and kind of plant them in settings that you're familiar with and see them take on a new life was always kind of twisty in a great way yeah definitely did you find that um as facilitators um that they're when, just approaching giving advice um, or, or guidance or encouragement to the participants um, anything that was particularly effective or you know if anyone's listening to think well how do I even get started or just something along those lines what do you find consistently the the, the piece of advice that you give to, to writers I, maybe it's not story seed specific, mm. but I think the the kind of the hallmark of the fighting words process is to uh, create spaces where you're like grammar is important, spelling is important. There's no rules. This isn't going to be marked. This mm-hmm. isn't school. Like um, to really kind of make sure judgment doesn't factor into the process of uh, feedback or commentary at all. And um, and then maybe on the flip side of that is to show that whatever idea you do have is totally valid. Like just because we're coming in talking about Dublin, for example, doesn't mean that you can't write about talking heads or vampires or libraries containing secret knowledge to overthrow the world so I think that like anything that you say goes and also what you're saying doesn't have to be perfectly executed I think those are the two points that I keep returning back to for every single workshop that I would facilitate what do you think Jim yeah I think um, in terms of my experience with these workshops uh, a lot of it has been kind of coming in and landing with a group where nothing exists at the start of that morning Mm -hmm. and then really just through a process of asking what happens next by the end of that we've come up with a the the guts of a story Mm. and so just to show that you can do that in your own time that you can do that yourself and you just take it step by step you you come up with an idea maybe you come up with a character first you put them in a situation and then you just continue to ask those questions what happens next what would they do in this situation so hopefully um with anybody who's taken part in these workshops they can kind of see that as a as a bit of a model for in their own time if they want to pursue that they can just kind of follow that thread and keep pulling at it and a story will come out fantastic okay is there anything that any any kind of final thoughts then about um about the whole story seeds project um that that you wanted to to share or overall impressions as we we have this opportunity to to kind of step back from the day to day of the project and and kind of think about it a little bit more what do you what are your overall impressions i think that um just to understand that setting is a very powerful tool and a jumping off point because beforehand I think um, most of the workshops that I would facilitate would be quite character focused and be like right we'd start with a bit of dialogue and then let's flesh out the characters and setting would almost be like incidental be Mm -hmm. like oh where are we going to put them on a mountain whereas I feel like starting from setting and using it as kind of a tool that you can catapult from into like a whole world that people are familiar with and they have lived experience in um, that can be really nice to flesh out those details and kind of increase the believability or the like relationship of a story and also build excitement because people are like oh I recognize that or oh that's my McDonald's you know what mm-hmm. I mean so I feel like not to maybe overlook setting as something that's important and how it shapes your understanding of yourself and then also the world around you yeah I think that's a great point um, mm-hmm. and kind of almost complementing that on the flip side just almost from looking at the overview of all of the different pieces of writing that came back from it something that was lovely was where we had these very um kind of hyper-specific local details. There is still just this emphasis on kind of family, on friends, mm-hmm. on relationships, on kind of interrogating your own self and kind of getting to know yourself through your writing. And you can really see that on the page. Uh, it, it's all there. And I think that was lovely to see. 
I, I, I couldn't agree more with both of you that um, that being very specific has led to very general themes of uh, of the communities where we all live and how important a role that that where you're from um, plays in who you are. Um, and that's been true both for for primary school children, for secondary school students, and for the adults that we've worked with as well. What about, actually, this just uh, occurred to me as well, not everyone we've worked with maybe is is originally from Ireland. Um, has there Have there been any... Uh, Anything there that uh, of of participants where maybe um, either themselves or their families might originally be from Ireland? Has there been any? Have you seen any connections there and how people relate to where they are now? Definitely, like for example, in a secondary school workshop, a good cohort were uh, Spanish exchange students, mm-hmm. and I think it's just like an extra layer or level of reassurance that, like, not only is it okay to write about where you're from that is in Ireland, but in fact, that's like a source of excitement and mm-hmm. like it's an encouragement. So you're turning maybe something that's a little bit of a reluctance into like an like a, a curiosity or excitement. So not you get a chance to showcase where you're from mm-hmm. with people who might necessarily necessarily be super familiar with it so it has cropped up a couple of times and I've always been like great that's not a challenge that's like something that's complimentary and like let's like see how we can work with it in a way that really um uh describes where you're from and kind of does it justice and so you get to showcase that part of your culture yeah yeah absolutely um I think in some of the workshops that I've worked with yeah there's people from all kinds of um just with uh who have come to Ireland from lots of different backgrounds and you do see that just come up almost maybe when the story starts all of the names are are very kind of Irish sounding but then sometimes it'll kind of appear in the dialogue that the character has we had a workshop with six years in uh, Marino College where one of the characters tells somebody to calm down and they say tranquile or or, tranquilo I I can't remember exactly which and then a journey as well where we're kind of describing a journey around an area and they took us to an airport and then from the airport back to their uh, grandmother's village um, in Poland and there's the specific word for the supermarket there and again just these kind of specific details coming through just really make it a, a really uh, rich story um, those kind of things so, and what, what you said as well Sarah about how like something that might seem super specific can also be general and like be universal mm. and how like to kind of break down those borders and those differences and be like oh actually like it's all it's all humanising we're all kind of in it together absolutely right well on that note, then, <laughs> thanks so much for taking the time to talk. And thanks so much for being part of this, because um, it's been wonderful to have so many fantastic facilitators um, to be working in different genres, including songwriting and poetry and playwriting and memoir um, and different groups from all the areas where where we've been where we've been writing. So thanks so much, guys. Thank you. All Thank right. you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fighting Words podcast, Story Seeds Edition. We would like to thank all of the fantastic young authors who created all of the stories, our amazing team of facilitators, mentors, and illustrators, the staff of the schools and youth services we worked with, and to you for listening. Visit our website, www.fightingwords.ie, for more stories and to find out more about becoming a Fighting Words volunteer mentor. You too can help children and young people to tell their stories at locations all over the island of Ireland. Thank you as well to our friends at the podcast studios here in beautiful Dublin City Centre. And until next time, goodbye.